You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. Give me a go, no, go for launch. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Vital. We go fly. Guidance. Guidance, go. Surgeon. Go flight. Ecom. We're go flight. GNC. We're go. Telmuse. Go. Control. Go flight. Procedures. Go. Inco. Go. FAO. We are go. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're go flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are go for launch. Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Texas, where the stars at night are big and bright, it's the Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, here to tell it like it was and how it is to help school you so no one can fool you, brought to you by the good folks at the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in beautiful Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. So now, without further ado, here's Professor Porterfield. Good evening. To you one and all, I am Professor Charles Porterfield, and hoodoo is my business. But tonight, we're going to be talking about something a little different. Oh, we may indeed be talking a bit about hoodoo as the evening goes on, but this is a rather different and special show. Let me say, first of all, I'm getting tired of these special shows. I'm getting tired of these X number of people shot, X number of people killed, terrible disaster. Get your ass in there and do the show. 
I'm going to tell you something right here and right now. I had not planned on doing this show, planned on uh, putting up a repeat show. I, I was tired. I was all sorts of different kinds of ugly sitting on the Group W bench, funk, a middle name, and I didn't want to do this show. And I said to myself, well, buddy, you don't got to, because our good friends at the Fit and Foxy show, which was on last night, uh, did the thing. They did the responsible broadcaster thing. They followed the ethics the ethos of the responsible broadcaster, and they said, hey, we're the first show uh, appearing on the LMC radio network after this event, after the election. It's our responsibility to have a show that addresses it. So I said, okay, great. You know, they, they said, hey, would you come over and say a few words? I went over there and said a few words, and basically I said, that's, that's it, okay, there. I've done my part, except I have to tell you some things that happened. First of all, uh, in the last, oh, oh, 36 hours or so, um, I personally know of at least uh, five people who have ended their lives because of this situation. Uh, one, uh, excuse me, two I knew I knew personally. I, I knew two personally. Uh, of them, one was a a young uh, trans teenager, and the other was a a, a friend. Uh, that I had spoken with uh, online, we had never met in person, um, who was a child of uh, Holocaust survivors. And then, in addition to them, there were several other people um, I knew through others or that were associated to others that I knew who had have taken their lives in these last 36 hours. And that started to eat at me. Then the next thing that happened was I started getting messages from people saying, boy, looking forward to that show you're going to do. I know you're going to have something to say. I need to hear what you're going to say. I hope you're you know, going to snatch wigs and burn hats. Going to be there, Professor Porterfield. And that made me feel like, well, shit, okay, I got a, got a responsibility there. And all of that, with all of that, I was still kicking my can around, going, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. And then last night, the, the magical, wonderful fairy of, 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 of wicked evilness visited me um, and the little fairy brought me 
all these messages from people. See, what you may not know, ladies and gentlemen, is I've been doing the Now You Know show for about two years now, a little more than two years. And in that time, I have gotten, oh, just a, just a big old pile. Just, just a big, a nice handful. You know, I got, you know, I got them all in a little folder so I can take them out and look at them on long winter evenings, of messages, uh, uh, private messages, emails, etc., from people basically uh, threatening me, threatening me, telling me I'm this, I'm that. You know, calling me uh, everything but for dinner. Okay, I mean every name in the book. Every slur, every sort of thing, every hostile thing. In fact, even threatening my family, um, my children, my wife, and my grandchildren to such an extent that, uh, oh, about a year ago, I had to contact the police about it. Um, and uh, I don't normally share that because, you know, I'm not here to try to make those people uh, have more power. But last night, they decided to rear their little heads again, okay? And they all had this little message for me. And the little message that they had for me is that I needed to watch my mouth, that there was a new sheriff in town, if you will, that the times, they were changing. And I had best shut my mouth and still my tongue because now they were in power. Because now they were going to come and get me. And if you know me, if you're a friend or family member uh, of mine, uh, and you can go and ask almost anybody that's in the chat room right now. You can go and ask my brother Candelo. You can ask my wife. You, My mama's in the chat room. You can ask my mama. And the thing is this. I have this funny little personality quirk. And that's when somebody comes up on me real fucking fast and hard and gets in my face and tells me I better not or else because I best mind my place and get down on my knees and crawl like a dog. That's pretty much the guaranteed way to get me to do something. So here I am. This is going to be a very different show. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the news, and oh, you better believe I got some lucky numbers for you, because you, we need them lucky numbers. Uh, but we're not going to have any sort of like divination in you, or from the kitchen, or this, that, and the other thing. Instead, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about the situation, and then a little later on in the show, we're going to take callers. And uh, so to prepare you for that, let me just tell you, here's how it's going to happen. If you want to call into the show, please call into the show. Uh, the number, by the way, to call into the show is area code 323-642-1214. That's area code 323-642-1214. And I'm pretty sure that Papa Newt, who is the king of links, will have that. And he's already got it up. And uh, basically, what can happen here is you will call into the show, press one, after you call into the show, that will show me that you're in the queue waiting to talk. And then when we come to that part of the show, I'll come around and take calls. And what I expect is that everyone will be decent and civil, uh, you know, that we're not going to have any sort of, you know, threats. Uh, we're not going to have any sort of beating people down. And we're not going to have any sort of ugliness or name calling 
uh, in the sense of, you know, uh, uh, racial epitaphs and all that. And if we do, I'll stop you real quick and real clean. So before we get to that, we're going to go on. We're going to do a bunch of other stuff. I just got to tell you, yes, I almost didn't do the show. I almost didn't. I almost sat on my ass. I almost just, you know, uh, uh, kind of gave up. Uh, I, I, I did. I, 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 I just sort of, just sort of let it, let it go. Um, but then, uh, thanks to uh, the aid of uh, the wicked, uh, strangely enough, um, I decided to get up and stand up.
Oh, yes, of course. That was Bob Marley and the Whalers with Get Up, Stand Up. You know, normally on the show what we do is we have a little callback to a very famous individual and uh, a beloved sort of individual for many of us. That was Casey Kasem. And uh, Casey used to do this thing called Name It and Claim It. All right. He would play a song and you would call in uh, and you would say, oh, Casey, that's that's so and so by so and so. And you would win the 45. OK. Or the or even the LP, maybe. But you would definitely win the 45. And we do that on the show. We have a name and claim it. Basically, I play music. People jump in the chat room. They say what it is. And then they get a, a brownie, a fictional brownie of goodwill. But tonight we're not giving out winning brownies tonight what we have is we have brownies of goodwill for everyone right now i'm going to tell you right here everybody everybody gets a brownie right now if you're listening everybody gets a brownie you get whatever kind of brownie you want with whatever you want in it you want pecans in it it's got pecans in it you want walnuts in it it's got walnuts in it Whatever you want in it, you want an edge piece, middle piece, you want it hot and gooey, you want it kind of left until it gets a little a little dry and a little crinkly because you like to have it with milk. However you want it, baby, everybody gets a brownie tonight. Everybody wins because we need something, and that's about all I got. So <laughs> that's what you get. Before we go further, I'm going to take a moment to say this. Dear hearts, darlings, friends, family, lovers, Fellow travelers, take care of each other. Uncles, your aunts, your cousins, your neighbors, your pals, your, your compadres, your amigos, okay? And take care of each other through this. We got a long haul. This ain't going to go away tomorrow. So be there for each other. If someone's in trouble... Help them. If you don't know how to help them, find somebody who knows how to help them. If they are on the edge, get them or get yourself. If you are on the edge, get yourself to suicide prevention. Take care of yourselves. And please know that I am standing with you. I know I'm just a voice on, a, on the radio, right? I'm just a disembodied voice. I'm with you. I'm with you. Don't go away. Rail in that night. Do not go quietly. Don't go quietly. Please stay. Please stay. Please stay. Before we go further, we're going to have the news and special event. Tonight, the news is read by Professor Porterfield. Well, there's a switch up. Don't often hear that. It'll be kind of different. So let's go over to the LMC Radio Newsroom. Good evening, and welcome to the LMC Radio Newsroom. I am Professor Charles Porterfield, reading the news. Today is Thursday, November 10th, the 315th day of 2016. There are 41 days until winter begins and 51 days left in the year. The full beaver moon occurs this Saturday the 14th will appear as the largest and brightest moon in the sky since 1948. Not only the closest full moon of 2016, but also the closest full moon to date in the 21st century. It will not come this close to the Earth again until November 25th, 2034. 
so get out and see it. The 11th and the 12th will be auspicious days to cut firewood. Remember, winter's coming. Cut your hair to increase growth. Mow to increase growth. Dig holes. Wax floors. Right now is an excellent time for house cleaning. Paint. Get married. Now's a good time for love. Advertise to sell. Get out there and make yourself some money. And to buy clothes. You know, buy those clothes now so you have them for later. Today's highlight in history comes to us from this date when the ore-hauling ship, the SS Edmund Gerald, mysteriously sank during a storm in Lake Superior with the loss of all 29 crew members. It went a little something like this. Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. The lake it is said never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Gerald weighed empty. That good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? The wind and the wires made a tattletail sound November comes stealing The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait When the gales of November came flashing When afternoon came it was freezing rain In the face of a hurricane west wind Yep. 
cabin crew was in peril. Later that night when his life went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Anyone know where the love of God goes when the words turn the minutes to hours? The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay if they'd put 15 more miles behind her. They might have split up or they might have capsized. They may have broke deep and took water. And all that remains is the faces and the names the wives and the sons and the daughters. Lake Huron Rose, Superior sings in the rooms of her ice water mansion. Michigan seems like a young man's dream. The islands and bays are for sportsmen. And farther below Lake Ontario takes in what Lake Erie can send her. The iron boats go as the mariners all know with the gales of November remembered. date in 1775 the u.s marines were organized under authority of the continental congress please remember 
1971, journalist explorer Henry M. Stanley found Scottish missionary David Livingston, who had not been heard of for years in Central Africa. Dr. Livingston, I presume? In 1938, Kate Smith first sang Irving Berlin's God Bless America on her CBS radio program. And in 1942, Winston Churchill delivered a speech in London in which he said, quote, I have not become the king's first minister to preside over the liquidation of the British Empire. He also said something that I feel is necessary for us to hear this evening. He said this. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. Also, in 1951, customer-dialed long-distance telephone service began as Mayor M. Leslie Denning of Inglewood, New Jersey, called Alameda, California Mayor Frank Osborne without operator assistance. In 1969, the children's educational program Sesame Street made its debut on national educational television, later to be known as PBS. And in 1982, the newly finished Vietnam Veterans Memorial was opened to its first visitors in Washington, D.C., three days before its dedication. Today's LMC birthday greetings go out to film composer Inigno Morricone, who is 88. Blues singer Bobby Rush is 82. Actor Albert Hall is 79. Lyricist Tim Rice is 72. Rock singer-musician Greg Lake of Emerson Lake and Palmer is 69. Actress-dancer Anne Rankin is 67. Actor Jack Scalia is 66. Actor-comedian Sinbad is 60. And author Neil Gaiman is 56. We also want to send out birthday greetings to our good friends in air. Aura LaForest, whose birthday will be on the 12th. Susan Diamonds, whose birthday will be on the 14th. And Marin Graves, whose birthday will be on the 15th. And then finally, and personally, I want to wish my mother, Gabrielle Swain, a happy birthday. Her birthday is tomorrow. Our thought for the day comes from, I kid you not, Arthur Rambaud, French poet born 1854, died this date in 1891, who said, 
arriving from always, you will go everywhere. Up next, the lucky numbers. Lucky number. Oh, dreaming of lucky numbers. Hoping that those lucky numbers yeah. will show for me. Numbers only show for you and me. Superstition. Or even make me suspicious. Table with 13 dishes. It will make me. That's mommy, yeah? Yeah, man. Well, okay. Put my trust in you for dust. Cause you know someday may bring you a seven. Or maybe a lucky eleven. Oh, thank you, the eleven. Lucky number for me. Yeah. Oh, yes. And, of course, we have the lucky numbers for you tonight. Because when else? I mean, we need some luck. Don't we, folks? And the lucky numbers come to you, as always, from ProfessorPorterfield.com. And this week they are 6, 19, 23, 33, 44, and 51. Once again, those lucky numbers this week are 6, 19, 23, 33, 44, and 51, and I have to tell you, they are particularly good numbers this week. This week's lucky three-digit numbers are 263, that's 263, 554, that's 554, and 691, 691. And I must tell you that 554 is very hot, but... 691 is coming up on it, and I expect that 691 will become a much hotter number within the next four to five days. The card of the week this week is the Three of Clubs, an argument, stubbornness, quarrels, watch your temper. The coming seven days will be rough around the edges, and there will be challenges at keeping one's temper as you are tempted to dive into arguments or fights. Avoid being stubborn or stonewalling others. Try to be peaceful if you can, and not let your own rigidity lead you into fights and quarrels. Well, folks, we do not have Miss Loretta with us. We don't have the rest of the normal show. Instead, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened this week, and then we're going to go into uh, having some callers on the air. So basically what we're going to be doing is discussing what's going on. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. 
Marvin Gaye with What's Going On, More Brownies for Everybody. So what's going on is this. We had the elections here on Tuesday evening, and the outcome is this. Donald Trump won the presidency. He is the president-elect by electoral college votes, expected electoral votes, currently estimated that he carries 290 electoral college votes versus Clinton's 228 expected electoral college votes. Now, let me then tell you this. Donald Trump received, and of course we're still counting, but as of last count, Donald Trump received 59,937,000 338 popular votes. Clinton received 60,274,974 votes of the popular vote. And of course, we're still counting. What will happen now 
is that on the 29th, Tuesday the 29th of this month, the Electoral College will go and will cast their votes. It is expected that they will follow this pattern and Donald Trump will become president of the United States to be sworn in next year in December. Now, I have seen a lot of people talking about this. And let me tell you this. First of all, there are a handful, a a handful of states that require the Electoral College to follow the popular vote. It is not the majority of states, and it is not what has always historically happened. We have had circumstances in this country before where the Electoral College has placed into power a president against the expected votes that they would give up based on the popular vote. That's not new. Don't anybody get up, riled up and say, oh, conspiracy this, oh, conspiracy that. Okay, this is just the system. This is how it works. If you didn't realize that's how the system worked, I'm sorry. But that is how the system worked. You needed to educate Hopefully, just me saying this will help educate you a little bit. We've had presidents become president by incredibly slim margins. Rutherford B. Hayes became president by one, that's right, one electoral college vote. So we will see what happens on the 29th. But between you and me and the wall, let me be honest with you, what's probably going to happen here is that Donald Trump will be president of how of the United States of America. That's that's a fact. So that's a part of what's going on. Now, let's get into this. And you knew I was going to get into this, right? I mean, that's why you showed up, right? Chat room's full. This is one of the biggest chat rooms we've had in a long time. So you knew I was going to get into this. So come along with me. Here we go. You, you bought your ticket. Take the ride. It is not that Donald Trump is going to become president that has me tied up in fits. I have lived through many a bad president, okay? In my tiny, tiny, tiny little childhood, you know, little soft, cuddly, wrapped up in things, don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, you know, I lived through uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon. I lived through Reagan. I lived through Bush Sr. I lived through Bush Jr. Twice. This shit happens. If you don't think that Reagan didn't cause mass problems to this country that we are still dealing with in a sociological way, in a, in, a, in a context of a society, I don't know where you've been living. I know you're scared. I know you're upset. I'm scared. I'm upset too. Presidents do have power. Don't let anybody tell you, president has no power. He can't do anything. No, a president has one-third of the power of the three-ring circus that we call the United States government. This president, because of how the votes went, happens to have 
a Congress, a Senate, a House that is on the side of the party that he ran on. That suggests that he has hmm, two of those rings. And certainly, if anyone knows how to run a circus, it, it would be Donald Trump. And we've been there. We've been there. Some of you may not be old enough to remember, but we saw our friends, our confederates, our brothers, our sisters, our lovers, our, our dearest people, okay, die, literally die under the doctrines, under the policies of Ronald Reagan and how he utterly and intentionally failed to do anything about the AIDS epidemic. And there are people in the chat room right now who can sit you down by the fire that we are gathered around tonight and tell you all about it, all the hell about it. So we have seen that presidents can do terrible, terrible things without having brown shirts in the streets. So, no, I'm not happy that he's going to be president. But what I'm much more tied up about is how this went down. Understand the following. Understand that there were fewer people that voted in this election than in the last election. Understand that Donald Trump's electoral college votes are fewer electoral college votes than Obama got in either of his elections, the last one or the one before that. Understand that this election was incredibly close. I mean, by a hair's goddamn breath, it was close. Understand that there was a silent majority. There were a group who did not openly and publicly say they were going to vote for Trump. They didn't care to talk about Trump. All they did is they went into the polling booth. They looked over their shoulder to make sure nobody was watching them, and they voted for Trump. There are people that voted for Trump honestly. There are people that voted for Trump because they honestly thought he was the best candidate. But there were a lot of people who voted for Trump because of other reasons. And so Trump does not have a mandate he has not been given a mandate by the people. Don't let anybody tell you he's got a mandate. He doesn't have a mandate. He's in there by the skin of his teeth. But he does have a mandate from people who voted for him. Not all people. Some people who voted for him out of hatred. Out of a sense of entitlement against others. Out of racism. Out of white supremacy out of a hatred for non-Christians, out of a hatred for people of color. And they voted in droves. And they have been spurred on by his win. You want to know what's going on? Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on. The North Carolina Ku Klux Klan has announced that will hold a Trump victory parade in December. Let me repeat that for you. The North Carolina Ku Klux Klan announces that they will be holding a Trump victory parade in December. 
The Texas State Police are investigating pro-Trump vigilante flyers that were distributed today calling for tarring, feathering, and torture. The flyers have stated, quote, Now that our man Trump is elected and Republicans own both the Senate and the House, time to organize tar and feather vigilante squads and go arrest and torture those deviant university leaders spouting off all this diversity garbage, states one flyer. Another states, no other race but whites has bent over backwards to assure that all non-white races receive a, quote, fair shake in being a part of American life, even to the detriment and social well-being of our own kind. Multiculturalism and diversity are code words for white genocide. Another flyer states, gladiatorial spectacle of illegal Mexicans trying to rush the wall only to get staunched and eaten by predators. And that diversity is a fucking theory that tries to convince us that quality no longer matters. We have also had numerous attacks. We've had destruction of property, graffiti, people attacked, people approached at gas stations and threatened because they were black. We've had people threatened publicly because they were Muslim. We've had people chanted at, yelled at, cajoled because they were Hispanic, Chicano, Latino. We've had Jews attacked and told that they will be sent back to the ovens, that it's time for them to go, that a culling is coming. Now, you could sit back and say, well, you know, Professor Porterfield, they're always hateful people. Well, Professor Porterfield, this sort of thing always happens. Well, Professor Porterfield, they don't represent him. Yes, they do. They represent him in so much as this. They have been emboldened by him. There's no mistake here. Now, am I saying to you that Donald Trump is a member of the KKK? No, of course I'm not saying that. His father was. (laughs) I'm not saying he was. Am I saying to you that he's a Nazi? No, I'm not saying that he's a Nazi to you. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this. The KKK, the neo-Nazis, the hate-filled, mongrel, bastard, slathering, dog, jackasses are emboldened by him. That is not a mistake. Things he said, things he did, and things he has promised to do have told these people that they've got the wink and the nod, the okie-dokie. It's all all right. It's going to be fine. They've got their America back. I have personally, in the last 36 hours, seen numerous people telling other people to, quote, get out of my country, quote, get out of my country. Get out of my country? When did it stop being our country? And how is it not my country the hell as well? The people are supposed to get out. You see... What you're dealing with here, ladies and gentlemen, are, as my dear deceased father would have called them, true believers. These are true believers. These people know they're right. They know that this country is theirs. They know that the white race is superior. They know that Christianity and Jesus is the only path, and particularly the one that's the path. 
pastor and no other pastor preachers is right. They know that they're oppressed. They know that they're going to take it back. They know in their hearts that they are right. And that makes them terribly dangerous because there's no questioning. There's no, is this right? Is this wrong? Well, what about the other guy? Now, a natural response to this is to become like them. Well, here we go. Listen, if you tuned in tonight thinking that Professor Porterfield was going to bring you a message of peace, that we should all be peaceful and loving, and we should all just let it slide off us like water off a duck, you came to the wrong show. If you thought Professor Porterfield was going to be here and say, hey, we need to make Molotov cocktails and burn, baby, burn, you came to the wrong show. See, neither of those is an answer. Why is Molotov cocktails and baby burn not an answer? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you cannot dismantle the master's house with the master's tools. You can't. It won't work. It will not work. Do you honestly think violence is going to work? These people are fucking violence experts. These people live violence, breathe violence, eat violence for breakfast every morning. They are violent. Cannot therefore defeat them by violence. They won't take it. They know what they're doing. You shall not bring apart the establishment through the establishment's tools. You just can't because they're better at it and they've got more tools than you do. And then let me be realistic to you. And I don't mean to insult any of you, really don't. But really? Violent insurrection? Violent insurrection? Guys, most of you are not prepared for violent insurrection, okay? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to put you down or anything. I'm just being honest with you here. You're not prepared for what violent insurrection takes, all right? I mean, you know... You want to talk about first world problems. Listen, pal, you don't know what violent insurrection is like. And there are people in the chat room that you can discuss this with who have lived in countries where there has been violent insurrection. And they know what it costs. And it's a heavy, heavy cost. And I don't think most of you are prepared to pay that cost. I got news for you. I got little babies. I got four-year-old babies who live in my house. I'm not prepared to pay that cost. Now, before that makes you think I'm saying, oh, well, let's just roll over. Let's, let's look at the other side. The other side is, well, let's all be peaceful. Let's all understand where they're coming from. Let's be gentlemen about this. Let's, let's not, you know, let's not go down that level. The line is this. Don't drag me down into your sewer. Excuse me. Don't drag me down into the gutter. Don't drag me down into the gutter with you. I got news for you. These people crawled up out of a sewer. Gutters the place sometimes they have to be fought. This idea that we're supposed to be oh so gentlemen, oh so peaceful, is the biggest crock of shit that I have heard in my entire life. These are not gentlemen. These are not people of sympathy and compassion. You cannot engage in that behavior with people who are dedicated to your destruction. And I'm seeing it. In the last 36 hours, more than the hate, 
more than the graffiti, more than the assaults, more than the Klan is going to march, which we've had all that. Oh, wow, what a great sprinkling of fucking nasty spice that is on a, a stew of just crap. More than that. What I have seen is, oh, well, you goddamn liberals, or uh, you all talk about how enlightened you are. You all talk about peace and respect, and now y'all ain't showing it, is you? That's the, you got to respect the president. You got to do this. You got to do that. The hypocrisy. I literally feel hypocrisy is so huge that I literally feel as if a vein will give away in my head, and I will have a fucking aneurysm. The right, and I mean the right, has spent eight years disrespecting the position of the president. They have disrespected the president. They have disrespected the first lady. They have disrespected the first family. They have disrespected me, you, all of us, everything we believe in, everything we believe in absolutely they have been ugly they have engaged in obstructionistic not obstructionistic tactics don't be tactics it's not a tactic government they have by obstructionism for eight fucking years they have taunted they have cajoled they have spit they have used every vile epitaph they can all the time. And now it's time for us all to be peaceful. You see, what they're counting on is that we will be the better people, that we will be the good people, and we will, of course, roll on our fucking backs. No. No. We must protest. We must fight. We must take our voice out there and speak voice to speak truth to power. We must. We must. Art is not going to cut it, okay? Like, you know, all the art and all the artists and all the songs and all the beautiful paintings in the world and all the great pieces of sculpture that are protesting, is that, that's not going to do shit. We've got to organize. We've got to use the system. And we've got to tell them that they are not the majority and that we're not going to go back. Our gay and lesbian and trans and bisexual and queer brothers and sisters are not going to go back into the closet. Our African-American black brothers and sisters are not going to give them the wall on the street and let them burn crosses in their yards and live in fear. Our Islamic and Muslim brothers and sisters are not clothing stripped off of them in the street, be rounded up, be put onto cattle cars, be exited out of this country because some dictatorial asshole thinks that they can do that. Our Jewish brothers and sisters are going nowhere. Nowhere. Okay? We're not leaving. We're not going into ovens. We're not going up chimneys to Our poor are not going to just uh, hurry up and die and thus decrease the surplus, surplus population. We're not going to. What we have to do is we have to stand with each other. 
It's time for the argument to end. It's time for the argument to end. It's time to set it aside. Now, me, I'm a little pissed. I'm a little pissed that, you know, for uh, more than a few years now, uh, me and mine and my friends and my dear hearts and those people close to me have been attacked and cajoled and people have been drug out of cars and executed on the street corner. And now we've got a problem. But I get it. And you're right. We do. But see, if we're not all in this together, <laughs> then we're screwed. We're screwed. Time to do something. Now, I am not telling you to not be sad. I am not telling you. I am not telling you to not be sad. I'm not telling you to not be afraid. I'm not telling you to just, you know, get over it. There, there has to be a, a moment to come to realization of what's happening. Okay, take your moment. I'm here for you. Cry, weep, scream, rage, vomit. You know how many people I know that literally vomited, literally vomited over this? And then we're all going to go and have some ginger ale and some graham crackers. We're going to dust our dusty asses off. We're going to get up. We're going to protect ourselves. Okay. So I'm not saying don't be afraid. I'm not saying don't be concerned. I'm also not going to tell you to, um, you know, just take it. Don't take it. Keep being angry. I'm not going to tell you that you have to respect the position of president. They didn't. But I am going to say this, and this is the only thing I'm going to say. Be careful. Be careful when you fight monsters that you do not become a monster. That doesn't mean that we have to, you know, do nothing. That doesn't mean we are not allowed our righteous fury, our righteous anger, our strength. What it means is don't end up being them and realize that of the people that voted for him not the not the white supremacists not the KKK not the neo nazis not the evil hateful racists the rest of them that some people voted for him out of a sense of fear not a fear of people of color a fear that they got swept up in reach out help pull those people out of that misma out of that quagmire out of that swamp or you'll lose them There are people on the edge here who don't quite know what's going on, frightened. Loud voices always sway crowd. Now we must use our voice. When we come back, if there are any callers, we're going to start taking callers. And hopefully what we will do is we will just be here for, well, for at least another hour talking about this. And hopefully we will all come to know what our rights are. This is a public service announcement with guitar.
That was, of course, The Clash with Know Your Rights. All right. We don't have any callers right now. That's okay. Well, if we get a caller, we'll put them on. So once again, if you would like to call into the show, the number to call in at is area code 323-642-1214. That's area code 323-642-1214. And then press 1 to enter the host queue so I will know that you are there and waiting and we will come to you. Meanwhile, in other news, the League of South, the League of the South, hails Trump. Results of the presidential election, Michael Hill, president of the Neo-Confederate League of the South, reacted to Donald Trump's victory yesterday by vowing to show, quote, no mercy to, quote, the enemies of our God, our folk, and our civilization, end quote, and to finally, quote, drive a stake through the heart of the globalist progressive coalition of Jews, minorities, and anti-white whites. He said, once the globalist progression, excuse me, once the globalist progressive coalition of Jews, minorities, and anti-white whites stops reeling in confusion from the results of yesterday's election, we can expect them to start striking back with trickery and violence. Thus, we as Southern nationalists face both danger and opportunity. Now, more than ever, we need tight organization and numbers to help drive a stake through Dracula's heart and keep him from rising once again to menace our people and civilization. No mercy should be shown to the enemies of our God, our folk, and our civilization, none would be afforded us. So here is my warning to the victors. Do not go back all as well, he said. If you don't finish the job by routing your enemy and driving them into the sea while you have the chance, they will regroup and be throats in no time. You have been given a reprieve by God, probably undeservedly so. Do not give your enemies and his a reprieve. Their goal is to dispossess you of everything. If you have not heard that over the past year, then you have not been listening. Just what the hell do you think multiculturalism, diversity, and tolerance are all about? Your enemies care nothing about these things. They are merely used as weapons against you for your dispossession and ultimate destruction. The sum of their effect is white guilt. These media elites and others of their ilk look to the demise of old white America and the rise of a new paradigm in which they will hold sway. You will be dispossessed, sequestered in the equivalent of ghettos, and will be despised and hated minority in the country your ancestors built. You, by God's grace, may have been given a short reprieve from this scenario. Redeem the time. As for me, he said, I recommend that we get busy with Southern independence. We need our own country, and it must be run for us, for our own interests. It must once again be white man's land. Well, I think that's pretty clear. I don't think that's ambiguous. Do you? Do you think that's ambiguous? Now you can say, oh, well, Michael Hill's one nut. He's just one asshole. Listen, he's not. Well, he's only one person that feels that way. Well, he's not. There are multiple people that feel that way. And listen to the language. It's very carefully selected language. This is the individual. These are the individuals. The ilk. This is the type of people who are emboldened by this election. So what can we do? Well, as strange as it may sound, (laughs) we do exactly what the fuck he said. 
We organize. We organize. We get back on our feet after being shocked by this, and we organize. We organize not to, quote, take back our country. We don't do the same thing. We don't say, my country, get out. The country. We try to live to the promise that we are not the minority, that we are not the foolish ones living in a dream. We take care of each other. We help each other. Now, how can we help each other? Well, I've lived through a lot of Republican presidents, and let me tell you um, some of the things we're going to need to do. We're going to need to make sure that each other is fed. Not because the thing about Republican administrations and the thing about those who come to power on these kinds of words and the words that Trump used during his campaign is they control not so much by the heavy stick of brutality. Oh, there is always brutality, absolutely. But, you know, they really don't want to be t- t- tagged as the guys who put people in cattle cars and take them to, you know, death camps. I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of them would love to, but, you know, that's really bad for a political career. So instead what they do is they impoverish us. They make sure and, – and Trump has already said this. Trump's already said, you know, it's coming. Okay, The, quote, free ticket, the free meals are over. They see things like food stamps, Medicaid, Medicare, Obamacare, uh, housing laws, the EPA, regulations, unionization, uh, people being able to get low-interest loans, being able to go and educate themselves, being able to go to colleges, being able to get jobs that pay enough to take care of their children and their house without working themselves to death. They see that as a free ticket, as a free meal, a free lunch, and they'll do their best to get rid of that. They always have, and they probably always will. So what we can do is, A, we must make sure that each other is fed. We must make sure that each other is housed. We must make sure that each other is clothed. We must do our best to set up alternative means for medical care for each other. And these are not fanciful dreams that I'm talking about here. We've done it before. We've done it before. And we can do it again. When Reagan basically said, hey, good luck to y'all. There's AIDS out there, tough luck, judgment from God, and he laughed about the AIDS epidemic on a mic, laughed a bit. Everybody didn't just wander off and fall in a ditch and die. We set up organizations to try to take care of each other. Yes, 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 that means that sometimes we have to skirt around the law. That means sometimes we have to do things that maybe the power structure says, oh, you can't feed the homeless. That's against the law. Whatever. But we can do it again. We have done it again. And we will do it again if we stay true to our beliefs, if we do not give in to them. If we do not become monsters and if we don't give up, those are, those are the two problems here. Now, am I trying to sell you some sort of centrist, you know, bullshit about, oh, you know, whatever? No. What I'm trying to say to you is ding dong, checks due. That's it. 
Time to get. Come on. All right. That that waiter. That that was it. Okay. There you did it. Now you see what happens. Okay. We had Obama. We had Obama for eight years. Now that has raised every kind of ugly, nasty thing that can be done. We have a choice. A, go back to fucking sleep. Just go to sleep. Just let it go. I don't die. I just mean, you know, put your head down. Keep your head down. You know, not your problem. Don't worry about it. Get through the four years and hope maybe, well, maybe somebody else, you know, whatever. Fuck, you know. Or we say to them, we must heal the world. I am my brother's keeper. I've got to be there for my fellows, and they've got to be there for me. And we as, you know, here, here, let me frighten a bunch of people. We as comrades will get through this. Now you can all run off and scream and yell, oh, Professor Porterfield's a uh, communist. He said, he said, he said, comrade, he said, comrade, comrade. No, yeah, what, whatever. No. We can survive this. We can. Now, we've got some calls, so we're going to take some calls. So, lucky us, we this often doesn't happen. So, our first caller is calling us from area code 510. 510, area code 510. You are on the air. Good evening. Hi, Professor. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Ana Gabriela. Hello, Anna. Nice it's so talking to you. you. Yeah, um, you know, I um, just want to express that I'm just shake right now. I can't believe uh, all that happens, but at the same time, I really think the result of the vote, um, the new upcoming president is nothing but all the shit that is in the heads of many people. And there's a lot of things that people haven't thought. And here in California, I live in California, where we all claim to be so liberal. And everybody votes for Hillary because they hated Trump. But they are not talking about the nasty shit they are also voting for, like the Proposition 57, which defines as a no-violent the following crimes. One of them is rape by rape of an unconscious person, human trafficking involving a sex of an act with minors. Are you kidding me? This is among a huge list of violent actions that are not going to be considered violent. Really? Human trafficking involving a sex with act with minors? And here in California, our wonderful um, Democrats vote in favor of this. So I don't know why are they surprised that a horrible person got elected as a president if they themselves are voting for, voting for something like this. So if you have an answer for me, please let me know. But so far, I'm shaking. Well, I, I think I do have. Of a, of a domestic violence, and that's also... On the list. I think be. I do have an answer. I think I do have an answer. And I think part of that answer is that, and I am certainly not saying, oh, let's all run out and try to start some third party. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, but I am saying that we cannot 
judge our beliefs and our needs and our struggle by a single party. Yeah. A lot of duplicity from the Democrats yeah. this year. I, I, we, yes, saw, yes. we saw yes. rigging. We saw a lot of problems. Now, am I saying, oh, you know, oh, they screwed over Bernie <coughs> because they screwed up or screwed us all over because Bernie would have won? Man, I don't know that yeah. Bernie would have won. I don't know yeah. that. I don't know that. And I have seen enough anti-Semitic bullshit in the last 36 hours to see that the issue of Bernie being a Jewish candidate would certainly have played against him in this environment. But what I am saying is this. Democrats are not going to save us. Republicans are not going to save us. Libertarians yeah. are not going to save us. Greens are not going to save us. We have to save ourselves. Exactly. And what I've been saying to people, what I've been saying to people since the election is this. And I'm going to say it to you, Anna. You know when you're on an airplane, you've been on an airplane, you're taking a flight anywhere. They yep. they come out and they have that little speech. You know, these are the exits, and please put your trays yep. into the upright position. And then they say the cabin were to depressurize. A mask will fall from the ceiling or come from someplace and for to provide oxygen. And what they always say is this. First, put your mask on yourself, and here's how you do it, before trying to aid others. Now, they say that because if you stopped and tried to aid others, the cabin's decompressing. You would lose oxygen so fast you wouldn't be able to help them or yourself. But if you have oxygen, mm -hmm. then you can aid them. So that's what I'm saying through all this. Okay, folks, it's time for us to first put our masks, right, take care of ourselves. Let's make sure no more of our young people commit suicide about this. Let's make sure none of our older people commit suicide about this. Let's make sure our young people who are in stressful situations and bad situations that involve things like sexual abuse, that involve things like human trafficking, that our, that our brothers and sisters who are involved in domestic abuse, let's make sure they get the help they need by making sure that no matter what the government does, we keep access to aid for these people. But first, let's keep access to aid for ourselves so we can help each other. In other words, take care of yourself today so that tomorrow you can help another. Keep your family safe today so that tomorrow you can help someone else. Let us not say, oh, so-and-so party is going to ride in on their white horse, and they're going to save us. We have to take the power back. We have to. We have to demand the power back, and we didn't. When the Democrats engaged their duplicity and their shenanigans this year, we just kind of let them do it. All right, yep. and here and okay. here we are, and here we are. So I agree with you. We we have to demand an accounting, but we cannot demand an accounting before we have first taken care of each other by making sure that those in need, those in danger, those on the edge get help. And I'm not suggesting that help is going to come any more from, quote, the state. We're going to have to go back to the old school. We're going to have to go back to what we did during the Great Depression, what we did during uh, World War II, what we did during the Reagan years, where we're making 
we are the ones going out and making the shelter, the aid, the help. And that means all of us who have some skill have to be willing to share that skill. Doctors, are you listening? Psychiatrists, are you listening? Counselors, are you listening? Investment bankers, are you listening? Is everybody listening? Because we have skills that we can lend to each other. And when we are more stable, when we are not being beaten with the stick of fear, starvation, homelessness, and brutality, then we can demand that these parties do have an account to us, that they do follow the will of the constituency. And that's what I think we have to do. And I hope that answered you. Yeah. And so don't give up. A lot of time and a lot of work from all of us. It is. It is. And But you know what? Okay, a lot of time and a lot of work, we've got it, right? Yeah. Let's, let's, get, yep. let's get busy and let's not give up. Thank you so much for calling That's in, right. Anna. It was so nice Thank to you. talk to you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Up next, we have a call from 707. 707 area code is next, and you are live, 707. Who is this? Hi, this is Catherine Ironwood. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, Catherine Ironwood. Hello, <laughs> Catherine. Hi. Hi. I wanted to uh, first make a comment on what Anna Gabriella said, because she's calling from the Bay Area of California, and I'm just north of there in Sonoma County. And the um, the early parole um, proposition uh, that passed is shocking. It really is shocking. It is also shocking that our governor endorsed it and proposed it, and it classifies as nonviolent crimes a, a, a huge swath of horrific lifestyle, lifelong criminal behaviors, like human trafficking. People who are, you know, just really doing awful things and getting away with it are now going to be back on the streets. Now, she's concerned, and I am too. It's just, it's, it's uh, horrible to, to see this happen in our state. But one thing I just wanted to say to Anna Gabriella, putting a proposition on the ballot in California is pretty easy. So now you need to find all the other people who are upset about this, and I'm one of them, and we'll all sign a petition to get the reversal of this put on the ballot. And that's the best we can do. California is a little unusual with its um, direct voter propositions. So that's all I have to say about that one. We've got to fight them back the other way. Um, what I and, did you know, want to... You know, and, you know, with the situation that we have right now uh, with housing and with uh, mm -hmm. an excess of buildings, we've got a lot of empty storefronts. They're not all <laughs> owned. They're not all owned by major conglomerates. Come on, people. If you've got an empty storefront and you believe in this, donate your storefront to setting up the headquarters for this right. so people know where to right. go. We can do that as well. Please go on. That's that's right. I was going to say um, something else too, which was about the the fact that it, if Trump gets his way, many people, as you said, will be hungry. There will be people, more people, um, homeless. There will be more people uneducated and uh, other problems like that. And I hate to always put it on the good and responsible people. You must volunteer. But think about um, 
starting a few projects like that or participating in projects like that because um goes the way Trump proposes that it will go there are going to be a lot of people hurting and it will take them uh, at least 4 years to figure out how they got blindsided and that now they're really screwed and they're not going to be thinking straight and so we have to have some compassion with them because as you said and as Bernie Sanders noted and others have noted they voted for Trump not because they're racist, sexist, dogmatist. They voted for Trump because they feel like victims. And this was the problem that was faced by the Democratic National Committee. And I have to say, although you couldn't say it, I can say it. Had Bernie Sanders been allowed to be the nominee by the Democrats, he would have won. And because he saw that there were all these people who were suffering. Hillary Clinton, in her little um, black ambulance mobile or whatever she rides around in, did not see that, nor did Debbie Wasserman Schultz, her hench lady, nor Huma Abedin, her other hench gal. Um, These people are living in an isolation um, room, um, really comprised only of their own echoing voices of privilege. Bernie saw it. Bernie did not get elected because they basically, um, you know, pulled the plug on his campaign in in what I would consider to be shameful and potentially illegal ways. He did something as, uh, very... As A.J. As a. Liebling would have said, the fix was in. The fix was in. And and he did something strategic. He then supported Clinton. Unfortunately, that had, has caused him to have an emotional break with many of his own supporters. Some went to Hillary, but an amazing number went to Trump. You can blame everybody who went to the third parties. I don't think that was a big impact. But um, it was a problem. It It has been a problem. And Today, Trump met with Obama, and they they had this little uh, get-together in front of the press corps. Obama was very gracious. I think Trump is insane. His last words were, good man, good man, speaking about Obama. This is the guy who he claimed was not our legitimate president because he wasn't born in the USA, the birther, manifesto, and so forth. Trump is... Um, He's like a little um, a toy. You wind him up, he says or does anything. The one good thing about that is that someone like President Obama can steer him. So can someone like Bernie. You just he, He's a fluttering, uh, wind-tossed piece of paper. And all Trump wants is applause. He doesn't really understand how you get applause, but when you lead him toward applause in what I would call a Skinnerian scenario, he will come closer to where applause is and he will flee from where hatred is. He's not a real human in the normal sense. He's an abnormal person. So um, I think one of the things we can do is praise Trump every time he says something even remotely like what we like. And like the uh, Skinnerian experiment with the teacher who was made to stand behind his desk because 
the students who were in on the on the uh, uh, thing, they would look down every time this this teacher walked away from his desk. And when the closer he'd move toward his desk, they'd look up. And as he got closer and closer to his desk, they'd look up and smile. And eventually, they had the teacher trapped behind his desk. And Skinner declared, uh-huh, you see, you can just move people that way. So those are my pieces of advice. And well, thank I, you. I, and I sense that Obama knows this, too, and that so does Bernie. So let's not just freak out. Let's start moving those Trump people with praise and smiles and attention in the direction we want them to go. Right. And I would say also, let us make sure in 2020, uh, excuse me, in 2018, to get out for the midterm elections, to really, Mm -hmm. really organize, to really pick good, solid candidates who are not just telling us what we want to hear, who are not fluttering leaves in the wind. Let us Mm -hmm. also take back a little bit of this government so that we can engage through them in that effect that you're talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. Because right now Trump is himself in a little bubble uh, where he is surrounded only by the sycophants. I mean, this is, he's still, you know, chummy with Christie. So um, let us, find for ourselves opportunities to guide the government. And we do that through organization. And then finally, I agree with you. Let's not all freak out, but let us, let us secure and demand our rights and secure and demand that we not be treated with violence, that we not be, have the law broken on us and look look to one side. You know, oh well, big deal. You all, America. Uh, so thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, you know, in other words, the carrot as well as the stick. Absolutely, carrot as well as the stick. Well, thank you for calling in. And now we're going to go to eight one three, area code eight one three. You are on the air. You're live now. Who is this? Hello. Hi, my name's Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Hi, how are you guys? Well, you know, uh, just doing as best we can. So, what do you yeah, have to share with here. us? Um, just a little worried about this whole election thing myself. Um, just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much I can share because I've had a little, uh, little fights with uh, Trump supporters myself in the last few days. Um, I'm totally a supporter, and I have been feeling kind of worried about how everything's going to play out in the future, and I've been following this campaign and how Trump has been emotionally unstable and how he's what he's been saying and doing, and and uh, it's just his behavior and his actions and stuff, and I'm kind of worried about my future, too. And how this has is going to react towards this whole presidency. Well, you know, Nicole, I think now is it, it, it's a good time right now for each and every one of us to uh, find our friends, whoever our friends are. And I know a lot of us feel like, well, I'm alone. I have no friend. I have nobody with me. But I think that most of us have more friends than we know. And I mm-hmm. think right now it's terribly important for us to start finding our local friends 
this the, the internet's this wonderful thing. It's a fantastic tool. It's a fantastic avenue for information. For sh- even this show wouldn't exist without the internet. But I think right, right now we need to start finding our local friends, our real life friends, so that right. I mean, you know, this this may sound extreme, but I mean it. You know, this is a time period right now until this dust starts to settle, where we need to maybe not be traveling alone. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe we don't yeah. need you know. If, you're going to go out and do something. Maybe it's time to take a pal with you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for your safety. The other great thing yeah. about this modern world that we live in is we have access to immediate communication and immediate um, uh, 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 information. And so when we're out and about, uh, I think what we need to do is we need to have those little smartphones that we carry with us. We need to have them ready, and mm-hmm. we need to people get on a threaten us break the law again all the cops it won't work out but right indeed feel to feel to me to be an unstable individual but we've been here before we have been here before we have had a president of the United States before, who ordered ordered the military wing of the United States to open fire on World War I veterans who were in homeless camps mm-hmm. outside of Washington, D.C. That was a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. We, we survived mm-hmm. it. We can survive mm-hmm. this, but we cannot survive it alone, isolated. Survive it in our little that's the problem with all this. These people are in their little bubble, right? Uh, right. And so, right. Also, I want to add too. It's just that this whole thing. He wants to take everybody out of this country that don't belong here, and he wants to close this, close the borders up and build this wall. And and then there's something else I read online too about this. I don't know. Make 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 America great again. This bill that he wants to pass that. He wants to kill all criminals, and then these people won't get penalized. Like, he can kill anybody, and you won't get penalized for it. So that makes me feel unsafe as a, as a citizen, too, for my well, life. Yeah. I, th- I will say this. The other, the other downside of this mess of um, instantaneous uh, communication that we have via the Internet is we have to check our sources. And we really have to know uh-huh. what's going on. Don't accept any one statement to be truth, it, particularly right now. We need to double-check and triple-check. We need to find out what's really being said. I reported earlier about these actions that we have from these neo-nationalists and KKK guys and whatever. They're exploiting this. They want us to uh-huh. be afraid, and they want to pass information that we're all going to be on the boat. We're all going to be in the cattle car. Yeehaw! Uh-huh. Here it comes. Because they want to terrify us. They want to right. us. And so let right. us make sure let us we're reading is true, and then we gather together and we say we're not going to stand for it. We're not going to let you dismantle right. the Constitution. We're right. just not. And then, you know, yeah, and then another thing I've been reading, uh, actually today, uh, actually this is a positive standpoint. I'm actually happy that all these protests are going on right now, too, in, in, in um, California, Chicago. Florida, a lot of these, there's a lot of protests going on, and also in Philadelphia, a lot of people are taking a stand, and they're not taking, like you said, they're not taking this, 
And then I'm I'm actually happy that a lot of people are standing up and like these anti-Trump supporters like myself. We are not taking this. We do not accept this. And then you got the ones that are Trump supporters. Oh, you just got to deal with it. No, we're not dealing with it. We do not. We do not accept this. I'm sorry. We do not want this. We do not accept this. And we're standing up for this. I guarantee you that in the days to come, particularly between now and 2018, there are going to be people, some of whom are involved in politics now, some who are not, who are going to hear Mm -hmm. the voice of the people and are going Mm -hmm. to become candidates. They're going to say, I feel a responsibility to go up there, up to the hill, up to wherever, and make sure that this doesn't happen. And those are the people we need to watch and get behind once we've vetted mm-hmm. them and made sure that they're not just you know, selling us 10 pounds of hogwash in a five-pound bag and, mm-hmm. and, and keep, the, keep that energy going. Don't, let's not give right. up. We're hurting. We're scared. But let's not give up. Thank you so much right. for calling in, Nicole. Oh, I no appreciate problem. You Thank you. Thank no you. problem. Thank you. Up next, we've got area code 817, and uh, 817, you are on the air. Well, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, you can hear. This uh, no. Also, a long listener, first-time caller. <laughs> well, I've been listening to you for a long time. Much, I just want to make sure that <laughs> – still, but <laughs> – one of the things that I think we need to think about is this has happened before many times in many cycles because history is not linear. It repeats the patterns. There are social patterning things that happen, and, and you can't let that happen again. You can't let that – you do need, need to, um, I guess, stand up stand, – well, I don't know, I've been – yelling from the rooftops for my entire life, but you will have to make known how you feel. I think that's what is important. Not be in the dark of the shadows, not get under the table and clutch your pearls, although that was a very cute time of clothing. Um, Stand up, let everybody know, find the people who think like you, share your feelings and thoughts, share your table, but more importantly, if you don't know how to sew, if you don't know how to wash clothes, if you don't know how to cut up your own food like chickens and certain cuts of beef, if you can't do common home skills, learn them. Because we have all been sitting around waiting for the revolution when indeed it's not going to happen. It's going to be like this. It's going to be small things, small things. Right. That you're going to lose. So that was my, you know, I mean, you know, you you were in a ba- baby pack thing uh, on my back and at several college marches in 1969, mm-hmm. and you were not even a year old. <laughs> right. Well, and, it, and it, probably, you, you it, know, probably ex- it probably explains a lot about how I became who I am. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well. You're welcome, and thank you all for the birthday wishes. Mm. Stay strong. There's lots of people coming behind you that will help keep all of us old folks together and lots of us old folks that have wisdom to share if you want some. All right. Thank you for calling. Also, I'm going to go a bit further on that. Um, 
that was my mom, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, she's something important. If you want to do those things, find out how. I'm going to take it a step further. If you do know how to do those things, if you do know how to do those things, help teach others. In fact, I'm going to launch an initiative now. I'm not joking. I'm serious. I am 100% serious that this was not, but I'm going to do it right here, right now. Listen up. Take out your pencils, your paper, your pens. Write it down. If you see me at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival or on the street or outside of a bar in New Orleans, bring it up to me and I'll personally sign it. I mean what I'm about to say. Ready? Oh, you listeners of the LMC Radio Net. Oh, you listeners of the Now You Know Show. Oh, you members of the community at large. Oh, you that are hurting. Oh, you that are afraid. I am launching an initiative right now. It is the Professor Porterfield Anti-Trump, Anti-KKK Massacre Victory Garden Initiative. Spring will be here before you know it. I know we're only a few days away from winter, but spring is a coming. Get out and start a victory garden. Start in your yard. Start in a windowsill. Start in a flower box. Start in a pallet in the back of your house. Start a victory garden right now. This is the anti-Trump, anti-KKK massacre victory garden. I want to see... I want to see four years of Victory Gardens. Grow things for yourself, for your family, and for your neighbors. Get together with your neighbors. Get together with your neighbors and see if you can start a community garden. Why? Sounds foolish. What does it change? I'll tell you what it changes. First of all, it creates food. Second of all, it puts your hands back in the earth and nothing is quite as empowering as putting your hands back into the earth. Third of all, hey, conjurers, hoodooists, all you all up there, I bet there are some other things you could be growing in your victory gardens. I bet there's some other plants that we don't necessarily eat that you can be growing in your victory garden that you can harvest and use in your work to support the people who are out there, to protect the people who are out there, to thwart the aims of the enemy. I mean this. Victory Gardens. It's happened before. We did it before. We can do it again. We did it before, and we can do it again, and we can do it again. We did it before, and we'll do it again. This is a start. Get your hands in the dirt. Help each other out. Feed each other. Love each other. Take care of each other. You know, I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it. You know, this is live, folks. This is live now. As you were warned, the revolution will not be televised. You will not be able to stay home, brother. not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on tag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The 
revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. That was, of course, Gil Scott Heron with The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. The line there is that the revolution will be live. It's not just going to happen. You have to make it happen, and you have to make it happen by every means that you can. I'm not joking about Victory Gardens. You know what? When you work with someone else and you do something together, you come closer to them. Do this with your neighbors. Do this with your friends. Do this with your family. Do this with strangers. Take that food that doesn't feed you because there's often excess food. Listen, a lot of y'all don't know nothing about gardening. You go out to garden the first time and you think zucchinis are great and they grow really well and they're, you know, they're really hardy. And the next thing you know, you've got 40 pounds of zucchinis and you're going, holy shit, what are we going to do with 40 pounds of zucchini? Take those zucchinis and give them to the food shelter. Take your surplus and give it to people in need. Protest. Yes, Gardening can be a form of protest. Speaking out is a form of protest. Listen, there are still in this country old mimeograph machines, old print presses. I know how to run one. Find them. Get the ink. Let's start making up again. And we've got all this wonderful internet and all this wonderful ability to instant print nowadays. Let's get those, let's get those magazines 
Let's get those periodicals. Let's get those, quote, rags back out on the street. Get together. Write them up. Put them out. Okay. The average person sees it. They wad it up. They throw it in the waste paper basket. Nothing happened to them. All right. But somebody reads it. Get the message out. And remember something. And this is – I'm not saying this in a nasty way. I'm not saying this in a nasty way. But it's important that it be said. A couple of months ago, some people, some people that even listened to the sound of my voice, did not think they were a part of the troubles. They didn't think it, it came to them. And they were somewhat content with the troubles being on other people. That day is now ended. You in the boat now too. All right. Guess what? See? See what happens? I'm not trying to chide you too much. I'm certainly not trying to make you feel guilty. What I am trying to do is point out to you that there was not as much separation as you thought. Pull together. Don't pull apart. Organize. 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 Because a change is going to come.
Change is going to come. Don't point it there. I'm not done yet. The LMC Radio Network is brought to you by our proud sponsor, the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of beautiful Forestville, California. Did you know that when you buy something from Lucky Mojo, they send along these little flyers? They send along these little flyers that come from the Hoodoo Heritage Festival and other sources. They have all sorts of information and spells and things. Did you know that you can request a flyer? You can say, hey, I'm buying whatever. Could you see if you have any of these particular flyers left and send me that flyer with my goods? I'm telling you right now, ask them if they have any copies left of the social justice spells. These are social justice spells and things about social justice and the importance of self-care during these troubled times from the panel discussion of this year's Hoodoo Heritage Festival by Beverly Smith, Jamila Jones, Miss McHale, Candelo Campisa, Angela Horner, and myself and others. Ask for that flyer. Get that flyer. Read it. Take some magic into your hands. Do something. Do something. You can do something. Listen to me. I know you're scared. I know you're distraught. I know you're disgusted. I know you're afraid. I know you're angry. I am too. But I am with you. That's not some cheap radio thing. Oh, it's easy for him to say, I mean it. I'm here with you. And I love y'all. And we will get through this. We will come through to the other side because this, this is not the end. Ah, this is not the end. Uh, It is not even the beginning of the end. Uh, But it is perhaps the end of the beginning. Texas and go to Texarkana and double back to Fort Worth. I'm on down to Dallas to call the kitty. Coming through the territory in Kansas City and Kansas City, St. Louis and St. Louis, Chicago. I'm on my way to the